Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He lives no more to die. This is what we are celebrating today. Jesus Christ, the living Savior. Did they do a great job? Let's give them a great hand. I noticed also they were singing from the bottom of their hearts. And I've seen tears on one face singing these songs. We thank God. These are not hirelings. These people come and practice and practice and practice to bring a glory to God on a day like this. Praise God. And thank you, choir. Thank you, Sylvia. We appreciate what you do and all, each and every member of the choir. Now, amen. Amen. Now, since uh, we started the breaking of bread, I said, well, they are stealing my message today. They started and they continued and the choir spoke everything about my message. So we should go home. Don't you think so? Time to go home. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, You you know, uh, looking at the world today, our nation especially, and what's happening, I want to tell you, I'm sick. I'm sick of what's happening in the political arena. In the moral arena, in the living people around, and I don't see life, I see death. But we thank God this morning we're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about what Jesus Christ did. To give us this wonderful life that we are having. Why do you seek? You heard it. Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here. The angel said he is not here. But he has risen. Dear friends. The word of Peter of old said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He rose to live forevermore. Didn't He say that? Didn't he say that he will be killed, will be raised up on the third day? I challenge any person, and remembering the dead since the creation, any other person who can utter these words, that I will be dead, but after three days I will rise again. Only the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be His name.
He is the only true God. And all others claiming to be God, they are pseudo-gods. In the eyes of those wicked, hard-hearted men who crucified him, and they said he was defeated. We defeated his disciples. We defeated his followers. We even defeated Christianity that he was bringing to this world. But oh, how mistaken they were. How mistaken. To their dismay. He is alive and he is the living Savior. The only living Savior today. To all who call upon him. Yes, he's risen indeed, as we heard. This is the one big fact of the past which gives us hope for the future. I don't want to be, excuse me, taking so much of your time. You have all programs and uh, family gatherings. But as we look at the empty tomb today, I would like to bring to your attention two facts. Two facts. The first fact, what the world claims, Satan, defeat is turned into victory by the announcement of life from the grave. Life from the grave. Just about three days ago, the message had gone out that Jesus Christ was dead. That Jesus' problem was solved as far as the Jewish authorities were concerned at that time. No more upheaval in Jerusalem. And no more perplexity in Pilate's court. Now that Jesus' body was safely laid in Joseph's tomb and was sealed, the Passover festivities could go on. The Sabbath would be observed by the Jewish nation. Jesus would bother these religious leaders no more. But oh how the, these blind people were. Oh how they were living in total darkness to the light that they tried to put in a tomb. For in the place of death, listen to this, in the place of death came an announcement of life. And you know, the last word you expect from a cemetery, if you go and visit, visit, is the word of life. Did you ever visit any gravesite or any cemetery and heard someone talking about life there? It's death. It's a sad scene. It's a place where people go and cry and weep. I 
And the last announcement you expect is someone announcing you that so-and-so rose from the dead. Not in our life. Not in the past. The only one who was announced to be raised from among the dead is the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. He is risen, Christians. And who announced it? The angels. They announced it. And this is the day of triumph. What are you seeking? This is the angel. What are you seeking? Who are you looking for? Is that he? Come and look. I want to assure you. Come and look. And the, and the, and the tomb was not so large. I've seen it. I've been there. I've been in it. It's not so large. You can barely sit in it. And they couldn't see anywhere. Where's Jesus? Why are you seeking the living amongst the dead? They couldn't. Grave could not contain him. He is the God, the creator of the whole universe. You cannot put him in there, even if you get all the stones in the world and seal them, and all the guards in the world, and sit them there with all their arms. There's a greater power that opened the stone, rolled it away, and the God of life rose victorious forevermore. Today, as the world celebrates his resurrection, we who experienced the victory over sin and death through his death and resurrection can boast that the evil, the devil himself, and all his demons were defeated once and for all. Period. And sin has no dominion over us. Furthermore, the Lord's resurrection yesterday guarantees his world dominion. I have good news for you Christians. World dominion tomorrow. It's not so and so who is going to be dominating the world. It's not uh, Mr. So and so. It's not the president. It's not uh, uh, anyone else. Who can dominate? Only Jesus Christ is going to dominate the world in the future. Zechariah, the prophet, said it long, long time ago. And his dominion, he says, will be from sea to sea. And from the river to the ends of the earth. This is the one we're celebrating today. The Lord Jesus Christ, our living Savior. Well, let's look at the content of this announcement. Life. 
What was the announcement all about? Today when they say the president is going to announce something or we're going to hear an announcement and especially those, um, those people, the candidates have many announcements and all of them, to me, they mean nothing. With all respect to the whole world, they mean nothing. The only announcement that means to me is the announcement of the Lord Jesus Christ that he is living and living in my heart. I'm a patriot. I go to the booth and I vote. But I don't live for that. I live to please my Lord and Savior who died for me on that cross of Calvary. And I had tears in my eyes when I heard grace. It was grace. When he looked, it was grace. And he said, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. I was one of them. That's who I want to live for. Why do you seek the living? That's the content of the message. Easter is about life. Christ is life. David shouted of old, For with thee is the fountain of life. And he himself announced to Martha, You know what he told her? Martha, I am the resurrection. And say it with me, And the life. Not life. The life. The essence of life. No other life will give you the joy and happiness and the stability that you have in a day, so in a day and in a world that is so living on the edge of hell. Paul announcing to the philosophers, the philosophers, they existed since a long time and they still exist today. The philosophers of his time and our time, referring to the living Lord, he says, he gives to all life and breath and all things. That's the content of the message. That's the content. Today I read on the internet, and may God bless them who owns Hobby Lobby, what kind of this beautiful organization. They had it on the internet. They said, uh, they quoted this. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. And they had, the heading was raised to life. Raised to life. That's the content of the message. And I have good news for you today. There is no life outside Jesus Christ and life In him is the true life. He said, I have come to give them what? Life and give it more abundantly. I am, he said, the truth and life. I wonder sometimes, how can people live without Jesus Christ? I wonder someone who is still and unsaved. 
I mean, he, he or she did not give their hearts and life to Jesus Christ, can live peacefully in this world. And it's a deranged world, let me tell you. I don't like it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. What a victory over death. And over all the powers of evil. And what a motivating, motivating force to millions of Christians around the world witnessing to the power of resurrection. Do you know one thing? You, my dear friends today, who are sitting in your comfortable seats, you are a witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nehru, India, India's first prime minister, said, in thousands of years, the religions of India has never motivated anyone to plow a field, to build a house, to drain a swamp, or to dam a stream. But let us not deny the church its due. It has helped lift people's burdens in every part of the world. The motivating force has been the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you want to be motivated? It's not the book, any other book. I will, this book is motivating me. That No book can motivate me except the book, the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he motivates me. He should be your motivating person and should give you the will and the strength to continue on in this world. The second word, quickly. Defeat is turned into victory by the affirmation or of the life of Jesus Christ, a living Savior. The angel wanted to affirm. They looked, he says, hey, if you're still doubting, come be my guest. Come, come, come look inside. And you know many tourists nowadays when they visit the tomb, empty tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ, they look and they, they look, they want to go inside and take pictures and so on and so forth. There is nothing really to be found there. All other tombs in the world are still full. And if it's not with dry bones, maybe dirt. But only one tomb in the whole world since the creation is empty, the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ. These women in the morning came to the tomb with sagging spirits, doubting, aching hearts, sad task of anointing Jesus' body for burial. But when they heard the news that he was risen from the dead, listen, they looked into the empty tomb. They investigated that. They looked at it, okay? And saw that he was not there. Their lives were turned around. Their faith was renewed. And instead of perplexity, their spirits were uplifted. And they started living again. 
Is not that what happened when the living Christ entered our lives? Isn't that what happened when the living Christ entered your life? Do you remember the first day, the first hour, maybe the first minute when you were saved and the living Christ entered your heart? You know, I can tell you about my experience. I looked at the sun, it was brighter than ever. I looked around me, I said, the world looks so good to me and beautiful. Their hearts that were sagging and sad. Now they looked around and everything has changed. They walked away, they wanted to go do something. And the message says, I want to give you a message, he says, since you didn't find him here. I went and said, go and tell. There is no tomb that sends a message like this at all. You go to the tomb, you look at the tomb, you leave some flowers, and you left as sad as you came. Right or not? They came to the tomb. They had all these things that they wanted to wrap the, the Lord Jesus Christ's body. But when sad, with, with broken hearted, that their Savior is dead. But when they saw the fact, the reality, that he is living, they turned around. I think they were jumping. They could not walk. They were running to tell others that Jesus Christ is risen from amongst the dead. They had a new life in them. And Christians, we cannot live going around with heads bowed down like this. And sad. Like one day, Martin Luther came home and his wife welcomed him. She was a great Christian lady, if you read his, 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 her history. She said, Martin, in German, what is wrong? Well, you don't know. Is Jesus dead? Why are you walking sad, broken-hearted, down, your spirit down? We should not walk with your lifted up high. You have Jesus Christ living in your heart. And if you have Jesus in your heart, you are the richest person under the sun. Go! What do you want us to do? I mean, who... Who told these angels what to say? And he said, he told, and he, he told them, you say, he is risen as he had said. Oh, angel, do you know, how did you know that? Well, he told them beforehand, this is what you do. God is involved. He is involved. He knows everything. He created the universe. He created these people who crucified him. Go and tell. What a message. Go and tell. And tell what? The story of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great story to tell. We have the best story that ever written in the book of life. We have the story. Jesus came. Born in a manger. Went to the cross. 
died for your sins and mine. And on the third day, he rose again to live forevermore. What a story. What a story. And my question for you today. If you want to celebrate Easter, do you have this living Jesus in your heart? Is the true life, is his true life living in you? Have you accepted him as the one who died for your sin and rose, as we heard from Hobby Lobby, for your justification? And what the Bible says, if you have experienced that, then you will start living again. Life is only in Jesus Christ. And outside Jesus, there's no life. We stand today before the open door of that tomb that was opened and Jesus walked away. The apparent defeat that those people claimed of the cross was turned to victory by the resurrection. Go, and this is the message to you, to me. Go, and I am with you always. Go, tell the good story. That's the content of the announcement. Even, even till the end of the age. It is life we celebrate today. Defeat was turned into victory. All because, as we sang, because he lives. We have this new life. And everyone can shout with what we heard in the songs today. I know my Redeemer lives. Dr. Robert E. Lee, in his sermon, who was before Rogers, the senior pastor of the, in Memphis, he said in one of his old messages, the world's Blackest Assumption titled it this. He declared that if Christ be not raised, the church has no message for the world. The Christian has nothing to believe. Christian witnesses are telling falsehood about God. Our individual faith is an empty, lifeless shell and tragedy of tragedies. We are still in our sins. But hallelujah, Christ arose. Easter, resurrection day, I call it, is the day of triumph. Jesus the Lord abolished death. The day when hope of eternal life was ushered in the place of death to those who believe. He conquered death by death. The day when heaven conquered hell. The day when Jesus rose to live forevermore. To bring life and immortality to light. Oh, what a day. Christian, it's our day. It's your day to live the life of Jesus Christ. Have a happy Easter. Let's bow our heads.
for prayers. Father, as we conclude this service that you crowned with your presence, may we live to tell the good story, to witness about what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. He conquered death and gave us eternal life. So help us to go out today as we celebrate with families and friends. Help us to proclaim your life through our life to show the world what an example we can be. Make us a blessing and be with each and every one. And if there's someone here who did not experience this wonderful life and this great joy, we pray that you speak to their hearts and change lives today. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen.